This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Social etiquette is no longer the same in the highly infectious coronavirus environment we find ourselves in. Keeping a physical distance, sneezing into your elbow and regular hand washing are just some of the new norm. Living amidst a global pandemic changed the way we traditionally socialise and interact. Henrietta Podgorska, Community Engagement Manager of Perth-based Umbrella Community Care, says that the laughter she used to hear in any given week from over 400 multicultural seniors literally went silent overnight when the organisation started practising public health measures to curb the virus. I think even until today, it is something new that people still have to practice and get reminded. Like the manager comes every single time there's a group here and talks about hand hygiene and making sure that the people are keeping themselves distant. Podgorska says strict public health measures restricted attendance numbers and social gatherings. Fewer seniors are allowed on shared transport, let alone sit next to each other. One of the many 21-seaters that we have, it only can carry 10 people because you can't sit next to each other. So that was the first thing that people get used to. Nurse and RMIT researcher in race, health and digital technologies, Dr Ruth D'Souza, says if you're unsure of the correct etiquette to observe in a COVID-19 world, follow New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern's simple advice. If you act as if you might be infectious, it's quite a good habit to get, which is just think about not infecting other people, you know, keeping your distance from other people, not being in crowded environments, not being in places where there's no airflow. And that might be difficult for you if you have a faith practice where, you know, you go to a church or a mosque or a synagogue or other places. You might just have to think about how you do those things. Born in Hong Kong, 76-year-old Brisbane retiree Dennis Lee is familiar with public health measures in times of crisis. Hong Kong's got a number of flus and epidemics in the past, the uh, avian flu and swine flu and so on. So people in Hong Kong are used to all the type of measures like wearing masks to go out, but Hong Kong is a very, very crowded place. Even though wearing masks, I don't think it's safe anyway. Lee once enjoyed regular social outings travelling to various places by bus. These days, he hardly goes out, even if he follows all the right social etiquettes. Yeah, in Australia, this is the first time in 100 years since the Spanish flu. So people are not used to it here. And some people just want to take it uh, very lightly. You know, because they don't want to observe all these rules. So a lot of people, young people especially, don't care. But the point is... Even though you happen to have the symptoms, you can still spread. Alone Together is a pilot study Dr D'Souza recently launched in partnership with RMIT, Monash University, University of Melbourne, Bendigo Hospital and the Australian Digital Health Agency. The study seeks to uncover how COVID-19 is affecting seniors aged from 65 from multicultural backgrounds. What we found in our research is that people are very, very afraid of challenging strangers or even people that are neighbours about behaviours. One of the women that I spoke to in Sydney 
said that she was afraid of challenging anyone because she could be exposed to stranger violence. Dr D'Souza notices that some people have learnt to take extra precautions like carrying hand sanitizer everywhere as preventative measures. So what they've done is if they're walking and they see someone coming towards them on the footpath, rather than wait to see if that person will move off the footpath, they're the ones that are doing the physical distancing. They're the ones that are walking off the footpath to the side and waiting for people to pass because they've talked about it a bit like defensive driving rather than waiting for someone else, you know, uh, to do the right thing. uh, They just assume that they're potentially vulnerable. New social etiquette embedded with strict hygiene measures have prevented Lee from returning to his social bridge club since it reopened over four months ago. I didn't want to go back because there are a lot of rules in place. Keep 1.5 meter distance, that means quite far apart between people. And also, every time we play one hand, afterwards we have to wipe the cards clean with antiseptics and then take it back into the holder and pass on to the next table. And also we are not allowed to bring food, not even allowed to have a cup of tea or coffee. You have to bring your own. Western Australia is one of the most successful Australian states in managing COVID-19. Yet for many multicultural seniors, the restricted freedom to move about comes with the price of socialising in ways that feel unnatural. They need to make sure when they bring in food, they're not sharing it with each other. Some people make amazing chilies or jams, and we actually ask them not to do that because if something happens, that also could be a source of issue. And as much as we all crave social connections, Podgorska says it's vital that people stay home when they feel unwell, even with the mildest symptom. Call in and check, saying, look, this is how I feel, even if they're unsure. You know, sometimes you have some, uh, some symptoms, Uh, And every organization should be really trained to know this. And if they're feeling uncertain, they chat to the staff and the staff can say, look, Mrs. S, maybe it's better if you stay home today. Podgorska says perhaps the hardest social etiquette to observe is not being able to hug and kiss. We all had to learn the elbow greetings, so or just a wave, so depending on how close they are, but they try. So we have to keep reminding each other, no hugging and kissing, and that's a big thing, because for multicultural people, we, we really love our hugs and kisses and dance and food, and I did not realize how much we done this until it was all taken away. <laughs> Dr. D'Souza says COVID-safe greetings in a socially appropriate manner needn't stop at elbow bumps and waves. There are a lot of greetings that come from our communities that aren't necessarily about hugging and close contact. Like in my culture, you know, we put both our hands together and we bow in front of other people. She notes that this COVID-19 world now requires that we think of others and ourselves in a socially responsible manner more so than ever before. All of the things that we think of as being social have now become antisocial. You know, having people around, having a party, celebrating things. And the new normal is we're being encouraged to maybe socialise with fewer people, socialise outside, keep our distance and just be careful because we're not out of the woods yet. Podgorska often draws on the resilience and strength of many of her clients who are World War II survivors. She says the key to staying positive is to maintain a sense of hope. Now this is what we need to do. 
but it's not forever. And one day we can kiss and hug again and share food again, just the same way we did before. But we just for this period of time, we have to go through together, you know, do the right thing and stop the spread. The feature on COVID-19 etiquette was prepared by Amy Chen Yuong. And for SBS, I'm Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.